Blog Talk Radio. Seek his face, 
Seek his heart. Pursue his heart. And, uh, if we have a heart after the Most High, we don't have to worry about keeping his commandments or his laws or, or his uh, obeying the things that please him. We will want to please him. So Tonight, this afternoon, I should say, we're going to be... This is a surprise topic. I didn't put the topic out there because I know some of you um, like surprises. <laughs> so tonight is a surprise, and uh, I'll get into what that's going to be a little later on. But I do want to thank you for your time tonight. I want to uh, remind everybody that we do have a show on Tuesdays. We are uh, re- we have resumed writing the book. So on Tuesday we will be uh, discussing the uh, the bear with me everybody yes on Tuesday we'll be discussing the book that I'm writing called the systemic lives of white supremacy are our world's ruling religion one more time the systemic lives of white supremacy are our world's ruling religion this is a book that I'm writing now and I thank the father for his um, insight uh, his um, touching my life and showing me how to get rid of, first of all, to uh, thank him for showing me this idolatry in my life, this this evil system uh, that I was a part of, and, and, and really continues to be a part of it as much as I hate it. But nevertheless, I'm better than I was, and he's showing me this evil, evil, evil construct that we all are adhering to, not just in this country, but really all over the world, that we call white supremacy. And so Tuesday night we talk about this idolatry. We talk about this stumbling block uh, to having that relationship with the Most High. We talk about this, I don't know what you call it, brothers and sisters, it's almost like a fog. It's, It's almost like something that hinders your relationship with the Father. And here's a good one, hinders your relationship with yourself and how you see others, and how you handle others, especially so-called people of color. Really, it's uh, so-called white people. Uh, white supremacy have us handling uh, certain people, certain ways, and all of it is to our demise, to both parties' demise. It's a robber. It's a thief. What is a thief, brother? Brother Seth, you may ask. You may ask. Well, white supremacy is the philosophy. White supremacy is not a people. It's not practiced mostly by whites. It's not exclusive to just white people. It is a lie from Satan. Lies, plural, from Satan, from the bowels of hell. And when mankind begin to subscribe to these lies, subscribe to these lies, they begin to act out. And that's when oppression starts for all of mankind. So we talk about white supremacy in a way I guarantee you never heard on Tuesday nights. So at Tuesday nights, 8 p.m., just holler at your boy. Stop over here at the Five Zone Network where we'll be sitting down, slowing it all down, talking about this illness that the Father showed me that was not just in me, but that's in uh, the body of Christ and pastors and leaders and apostles and evangelists and teachers and, and of course, laymen. Uh, this sickness that is hindering us from becoming what he has called us to be Brothers and sisters, it is truly an illness. So that's on Tuesday nights, okay? And uh, uh, on Sundays, we're going to start doing shows on Sundays. Um, y'all, the surprise, 
I just won't wait, make y'all wait any longer. The surprise for tonight is going to be a visit over to Waking Up Israel podcast again this week. We've done it for the last three weeks, but we're going to go over again to the Waking Up Israel uh, podcast, and I'll be calling them here in a little bit. Uh, and uh, But I won't tell you what we're going to talk about. <laughs> I'm going to let Brother Micah, a.k.a. Brother Kenwin, talk about that. So, But before we call over to that show and join that show, and remember, if you have any questions or comments, when you press 1, uh, like what you do on this show, we'll see your hand, and we will also allow you to ask uh, questions on that show. In other words, we will make two shows, one. So anybody press 1, same procedure. We'll see your hand, and we'll ask your question. We'll bring you on, and you can ask your question. All right? So I want y'all uh, to just keep your brother in prayer, Brother Seth, that is. Keep me in prayer. Uh, a lot of warfare I'm going through these days. The enemy is coming. I mean, the enemy is attacking all of us. But I do think those of us that of us that name the name of Christ, uh, he comes out there even harder. And I do think, uh, first of all, we got to hopefully believe that there is an enemy. And I'm not talking about our flesh. I'm talking about evil spirits and uh uh, there is an attack, I believe, on people that name the name of Christ, but also those that are uh, walking in a higher knowledge. You know, in other words, those are those people that that are armed with the truth and know some things. They are, are suffering even more, or not suffering, because it's suffering. Mean you, uh, uh, um, how can I say it? I guess what I'm saying, brothers and sisters, keep us in prayer. Those of us that just not believe that the the Messiah is, and we're not just believers, but we are, we 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 preach, we teach, we uh, we try to be leaders of the blind. Uh, we try to wake up our people. There's a lot more warfare on our plate than on uh, someone that's just a believer, just a part of the family of the Most High. All right. I'm very serious. I have a special request for you, brother. Keep me in your prayer. I want to do a few more things, and then we're going to head right on over to this uh, other podcast, Waking Up Israel. want to just take a, a commercial break here and play a few things, and then we'll be right back. All right? So just enjoy this, 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 this that I have prepared for you here, and then we'll get right into it. Are you a podcaster, YouTuber, lecturer, public speaker, or pastor? Did you know that having your audio transcribed has a panoply of benefits? Transcriptions help you create merchandise, improve your search engine optimization, grow your listenership, viewership, readership, and protect your content from potential shadow banning. If you would like more information, please contact Yoel Describe at yoelbenyisrael.com. That's Y-O-E-L-B-E-N-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L.com. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Shalom.
Cosmostone Network, brothers and sisters. I'm Brother Seth, the founder of the network. And I want to say shalom or peace to all nations of people around the world. Although I may not know you, please know all people are loved and their opinions valued on this network. While our shows are pointed at solutions and encouragement to Israelites, a.k.a. Jews, in the diaspora, all people can benefit from the truth the Most High is saying through Christ and through His Holy Spirit we call the Ruach HaKadosh sometimes. To the new listeners who want to comment, please call the phone number right there on the promo you're probably looking at, 914-205-5590. Again, the phone number to call right there on the promo is 914-205-5590. Press 1 uh, in order to comment to any other host or co-host or any of our guests. You'll hear an operator say you're now on the host queue after you press 1. Once you're done commenting, press 1 again and you'll hear the same operator say you're now off the host queue. So you have to be on the host queue in order for us to see your hand raised. And then when you get done again, press 1 the second time and you'll hear her say you're off the host queue. The reason why it's important to be off the host queue once you've commented, because you may want to come back on again and comment, and then you just simply press 1. Also, I want to remind everybody that we have over 500 shows with hundreds of topics, with different guests from all walks of life, all different ethnic groups. We have people that travel the world, very intelligent people, very educated on our show, and more importantly, a lot of God-centered people, a lot of people led by that Ruach HaKadosh, that Holy Spirit, uh, sharing on our network. So Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio. That's the fastest way to get to us. Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio, and you'll be able to enjoy over 500 episodes on various topics uh, at your leisure. Lastly, we want to remind everybody to follow the show. Follow the show. Please follow us. It gives us a bigger presence on the net. Plus, you benefit by getting a reminder sent to you anytime we do shows. Uh, we get these little reminders sent with all types of details of what's going on on the next show sent to you. Enjoy the rest of the show, and thank you for tuning into the Five Stone Network. Hello. Father in prayer. Let's ask his blessings upon this broadcast. And if you agree with me as I pray and as I petition the highest court, kingdom of the most high God, God of Israel, if you agree, simply say amen under your breath. So be it. Father, I just want to lift up this show tonight. Father, I ask that you would by your Holy Spirit, your Ruach HaKadosh. By your Spirit, Father, speak through the co-host of 
the host or guest or whoever's going to be speaking to the people, or even through the callers, Father. Father, we ask that you would speak to us through your word. Father, let us be agents of change tonight, not just lifting up the problem, whatever we're going to be discussing, or the enemy, whoever the enemy is. But Father, we ask that on this show, that you be lifted up. While we may examine the problem, discuss the problem, discuss the challenges, discuss the heartache, the pain, we just ask that you be lifted up as the as a solution. As as a song play in the background, Waymaker, we ask that you be revealed tonight on this broadcast broadcast as the Waymaker. Father, we as a people petition your court, your presence, asking for change in our world, in our home, in our hearts. Father, let us not just be another group of people just talking for the sake of talking vain conversation. We ask that you would speak the wisdom that only you can give. You said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of you who give it to all men liberally and abraded not. Father, in your son's name, we ask that you will reveal to us your heart in the matters spoken tonight. And Father, we ask a special blessing upon the listeners that if they're suffering with pain, discomfort in their bodies where they can't hear you, we ask that you will rebuke and we rebuke the enemy in Christ's name. Spirit of sickness and infirmity, and we even speak to bodies and command these bodies receive peace. These bodies will receive healing in Yeshua's name, in Jesus' name. All these things we ask as a body on this broadcast tonight. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. It's not a religious rhetoric. It's a lot of a power, a lot of power in agreement, brothers. So you have to believe. Receive your healing. Let's claim the Father will visit us tonight through that prayer. Whew. Let's do it, brothers and sisters. We have to believe and receive. Well, we're going to go ahead and call. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please hold and you will be able to listen to the show. That's a That's a These are the things that's a uh, covered uh, another's wife. Or, uh, these are things, I think, the commandments are things that keep us in... Um, Moral alignment with the mind of Christ. Okay, 
this is why I've, I'm such a big stickler on this whole, uh, I believe it's found in Philippians chapter 2, uh, where it tells us to let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. This is why it's so important, I think, based on the commandments. I think this is why it's so important for us to literally uh, allow the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ to have preeminence in our life. Okay? So what, 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 what's so difficult with this whole law and commandment thing, what's so difficult about this is we have to abandon our own way of thinking. And because, mm. of, because of the strength of our will, okay, we really struggle with that thought or with that idea. We literally, that's why Paul admonishes us to die daily. We have to die to ourselves, die to our way of thinking. This is why he tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse number 2, to be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. He's simply telling us we have to, be, we have to abandon the normal, what we used to. We have to abandon everything that we've been taught uh, in the natural, and we have to acquiesce to what is now spiritual. That's why uh, I think where we're going in, in eight, in Romans eight, is there is now therefore no more condemnation. Why? Because we no longer walk after the flesh, but after mm. the spirit. Okay. We no longer we no longer are governed by our own way of thinking. Mm, but we're okay, now governed okay. by the mind of Christ. This is what's so this is what's pertinent, man. All this other stuff. Right. This right here that I just said, that coupled with love, if we could get these two things down, that will eliminate seventy five percent of the debates that are taking place right now. In my gotcha, gotcha. Hey, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, Amen sir. on that. Uh, 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 brother Patel, uh, we got, uh, I believe this is uh, Brother Self and the Five Smooth Stone family. They're coming on in, and uh, we're going to give them uh, their greetings. All right, Brother Self, you are Unmuted. on the line right now. You're live on air. Well, shalom, shalom, family. All right, shalom, shalom, back there. shalom, shalom. Okay, uh, brother Self, like always, um, I want you to go ahead and um, you know, tell a little bit about Five Smooth Stones family, about yourself, and uh, we're gonna get into it right after that. Well, since I'm running a little late, I'm gonna make it short. Uh, I would just say this: we're at uh, Blog Talk Radio. Dot, um, dot com slash five the number five underscore smooth underscore stones again www.blogtalkradio.com dot 
com slash five the number five underscore smooth underscore stones and you can also find us at by googling blog talk radio five some stones and uh i am brother seth we have on several co-hosts i'm trying to tell y'all something different that i hadn't said before about the five some stone network but we have about six co-hosts when they come on if they can come on and that is brother purcell porsche who y'all hear and 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 uh greet his brother Purcell, Ambassador Purcell. We also have hey, um, we also have um as co host brother uh we call him brother Kenwin, but y'all know him as brother Michael Israel, uh the um founder of this podcast of this show, Waking Up Israel. And we also have Pastor Alcy Chris when he's able to come on. Uh brother Ella Shore who Whenever he's able to come on, I'll just say it like that. He's been on in the past. And some of these people don't come on as much now. Brother John Clark and um, Sister Eliana Badia, these are our co-hosts that come on from time to time. Um, We just simply are individuals that's trying to speak the things we know for sure. Things have changed our life. And uh, we have... I have five topics that I put out there the most, and that's where we get uh, the whole Five Smooth Stone name because we're talking about five topics, five revelations that I believe that the Father has given me, and I make sure that I put that out there the most. But we really talk about, brothers and sisters, any and everything that relates to so-called African-Americans because we believe African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel. And so I've had on many co-hosts over the years since 2011, but currently those are the co-hosts now. Some of them are not on right now for whatever reason, but I don't count them out because they come and go. You know, we think they're gone and they'll come back. And so, But that's who's been contributing over the shows when you look into that uh, website and you begin to hear some of the shows, you're going to hear Purcell Porsche, Ambassador Purcell Porsche. You're going to hear Brother Michael Israel. You're going to hear Sister Eliana Badia. You're going to hear also Pastor Alcee Chris, who is the least spoken of us, but he definitely speaks. And then you're going to hear Ella Shaw. Uh You're going to hear your Brother John Clark. Okay, and I'm thankful for them. But that's the Five Swim Stone Network, Brother uh, Michael. Okay, okay. I would like to take this time out to uh, kind of bring you up to speed on what's been said already. Uh, we was kind of doing a little reflection on the past uh, three shows we done did already in this series and uh, how a lot of it could be contributed to simply communication. You know, communication. Because if we believe that we got Christ, and uh, we've been led by the Holy Spirit, surely we could uh, overcome this obstacle that divides uh, a lot of us. Uh, Maybe just simply little topics, you know, and uh, that we can just simply overcome and make peace with, you know. Um, And and not that it's a big deal, but like I was telling uh, Brother Perse that, even before I woke up, yeah, uh, 
Yeah, Brother Purcell. Um, even before I woke up as being Israel, they was having the same exact conversation. It's an old conversation, actually. Um, not coming from the perspective that they are Israel, but Christianity been arguing about this. Same, same thing. And it's really a division amongst Christians, you know, in the body of Christ uh, for a long time now, all right? And so uh, the Ten Commandments. We have heard a famous pastor, uh, Preflo Dollar, uh, denouncing the Big Ten, what he called it, you know, and uh, saying that he got things wrong all, all these years. Right? Uh, uh, how should I kill? Okay, being, being, uh, uh, yes. What's the Big Ten? I missed that one. How should I kill? The Ten, the ten Commandments. You say he's denounced the Ten the Commandments? Commandments? Yes. No, the tithe. He was talking about the tithe. Chris O'Dellar was talking about the no. tithe. I missed that, y'all. Yeah, I don't. I don't I mean, remember him pronouncing any. The... Y'all, you missed that? No. No. I he heard him talk about tithing. I, I would have. He said he had tithing. tithing yes, right. concerning tithing. Not, not, not no big five. I don't know about that. The big ten would be the tenth. The big in, in tithing. The ten percent. Yes. The... Yes, oh, the tenth. He said he the had got big the tenth, as in tithing, not the tenth. Because somebody gonna think that, not the Ten Commandments, but the the tenth no, commandment. I do in mean the Ten Commandments. No, I do no, mean the Ten I've Commandments. Never, no, Dollar don't denounce that. Okay. Uh, okay. Never. Uh, well, uh, I'm very familiar with his preaching. If he don't believe now, you you can lie, cheat, steal. He don't believe that. No, he's led by the spirit is what he If you led uh, by the spirit you're not gonna lie, cheat, steal, nor break none of the Ten Commandments. That's what he that's his point. So we but we like he's not under the the like the law is his point. That's his yeah. whole point. I'm gonna jump out and he's incorrect about the teaching. Okay. I'm going to jump out, right, Brother, brother Michael. All I'm saying is I don't want to misrepresent Kreffler. There's a lot of things I disagree with him on, but that brother will never, ever denounce the Ten Commandments as much as he teach on don't kill, steal. And he believes in being led by the Spirit like I believe. If you're led by the Spirit, you will not offend the Father. Yeah, that's what he was saying just that, brother. But he, That's the, not denouncing the, the, the Ten. subject is. That's not denouncing the ten, okay? I may worded it like that because of what he said regards to tithing. That's part of the commandments that God placed on the Jews dealing with tithing. That's not and the ten. You have a belief system being I, that's led. That's not the ten, though. No, he. Uh, I'm, he no, was listen, talking that, about he's not he, under the law of of the. Jews, okay? He was talking about he wasn't under the law, and he said in his speech, that's including the Big Ten. That's regarding of the Ten Commandments. Right, but... But if y'all don't even, if y'all never witnessed that conversation that he had, I thought that was very popular, but if y'all never witnessed it, 
that I should have a, a, a played it as a clip on here. But well, no, I, I, I know exactly what he means. Y'all would be familiar. Brother Kim, let me just say this. I mean, Brother okay. Michael, let me just say this. And I just, just I'm going to calm it down a little bit. Uh, I okay. am very, very, very familiar with Creflo Dollar. Where I disagree with Creflo is what he said he was wrong in. So in other words, when the way he talked about tithing, I never agreed with him in the first place. So now he see what I was saying and what people been saying. Okay? Having said that, right. having said that, Creflo will never, ever, ever think you can steal kill that's like me saying that what he was saying i don't even have to listen to the clip to know what he believes because i hear him all the time what he believes is what i believe if you follow the holy spirit you're going to make the father very happy you're not going to be lying cheating stealing adultery none of that when he say he's not under the law or he's not under the tithing Levitical law, he just means in his own efforts trying to be righteous through doing no lying, no cheating, no stealing. Just because I don't feel I'm condemned by not keeping them to where I can't come before the Father, it don't mean... I believe in lying, cheating, stealing. I just mean I'm not justified by them like they used to be on the Old Testament. And I think that's the confusion. When people see and people hear we're not under, they hear some kind of way we don't have to keep it. There is not one church I have ever been to that teaches grace or that teaches Paul that believe that. Not one. I, and I'm over 60 years old. That's not what they're saying. They're just saying we're no longer I never bound by them to where we're Go judged ahead. by the Most High. And I'm out. Yes, 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 sir. Um, let me make that correction if I came off unclear. I never said that he believed that we could do those things. All right? I didn't mean it if... If you did interpret it like that, I didn't mean that, like that. Okay, I'm just saying that how he's led by the Spirit, and he believes that we're not under the Mosaic Covenant whatsoever. So by default, he was letting everybody know that he was uh, wrong about tithing and uh, things of that nature, okay? And he, he did mention the Big Ten, and that's the Ten Commandments, all right? Uh, so... I just kind of want to put that out there. Um, but anyway, let's move on, all right? We wanted uh, – oh, yeah, before we move on, I wanted to uh, kind of just ask, uh, Sister Thel, uh, if you – what we – this past three shows that we did from show number four, can, can you give us your opinion, Sister Thel, on, like uh, – where you where you kind of at with with your understanding uh, on these past uh, past shows, Sister? Okay, well, uh, first of all, I want to say welcome to everyone, and uh, you know, I had 
told you before before we really start getting into the the main conversations and what have you, you know, you wanna start with prayer and bring the most high or the Savior into the mix. So, uh I was gonna ask you to ask one of the brothers if they just first of all, let's open up with a prayer because the most I know is that I don't know I'm a, I'm one of those people out there in the midst of a, a field of wanderers who is searching. Mm. Uh, and and when the words come down and and into a field of uh, and you know people the, the population is is millions, but when your words come out of your mouth, it's 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 like rain. It rains down on us, and we absorb. We absorb what we hear, and I believe that. Uh, Everything that's been said and everything that comes out of everyone is a, is for a purpose, and it's going to fall upon the ears of all of those millions of people or whoever is listening, and each one will absorb in their spirits what the Most High wants them to receive, if that makes any sense. So I just want to say that this has been informative. I am just learning. <laughs> I combined everything that I have been taught from childhood in Christianity, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I learned that uh, if I wanted to, uh, the Father only grants anything that comes it only if you come through the sun. So I know that in order for me to talk with the most high, I have to go through the sun. Mm, and that and that is he represents the father to where whether if I was Gentile or whatever I was <laughs> we come mm. in step. Okay. <clears throat> we come in step with who we are and the path that we come in step with. I, mm-hmm. I keep on saying this. It's like, are we all in the same room here? You know? Are we on the same path? Oh, the path can be wide, very wide. <laughs> so, no, you know, the path to him, he leaves it open. He lets all of us know that there's a path. We have to seek and we have to choose which path. That's basically it. So there's nothing that he hasn't uh, kept hidden from us. He's trying, trying to bring it out through all different types of tongues, all different manners. He uses whomever he wants to bring the message. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, brother, this has been great. It's been great. It really has, because you have a mixture of a, uh, a lot of different voices. But me as a, as one of the, I don't know, little grass in the field of the field of grass. Me as a little stem there sticking up. I say that um, I'm so glad that there are people out there who are getting this message across. 
to people like me and people who are homebound, people who don't go to church or never never enter the church house. But he 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 just uh, the Most High is just making it easier for even the ones that are in these desolate places can hear. If they have a radio or they have a computer now, it's, he's making it so easy for us all to hear the different voices, the different things that comes out of our spirits over the airways for us to receive. Just don't keep nothing from us. Let us know it all, as much as you can give us. That's what he called the leaders for. That's what he called these you guys to come. If you want to come out and do this, you just, just didn't wake up one day and knew this. It's in your spirit. For whatever reason, it's, you know, that's what I'm saying. So that's for you to do and for me to receive. So you just keep doing what you're doing. And I hope and pray that there are listeners who are taking this in. This, uh, Brother Purcell and, and Brother Seth, they're not talking to just each other. And, and you also, Brother Micah, you're not talking to Brother Seth and, and Brother Purcell more or less. You're talking to us, the listeners. So when you're talking on the air, please make sure that everyone is aware that you're talking to us and not to each other. And I just want to say that it's been informative for me to listen, but I kind of got lost because I thought you guys were talking to each other. And I thought, wait a minute, uh... I'm the one that's supposed to be supposed to be talking to me. I'm supposed to get this information, and I'm hoping and praying that the listeners is also feels that you, brother Seth, that you, brother Purcell, and you, brother Michael, you're not talking to to each other. You're talking to us. You want Amen. your word to go out. That's what I, I, I'm yeah. saying. Your words, whatever your words are, and you know, I'm I'm in tears right now because it took. <laughs> 68 years, and man, I'm just now waking up and finding out there's more to this uh, Bible and, than I've ever imagined. Wow. And yes, now, yes. It's, now it's getting good. Now it's getting good. We didn't have as much information over the past, what, two or three hundred, four hundred years? But we have, uh, we're living in this age where he's not just giving the tech information to the world. He's opening the floodgates for us. It's all for us to be able to obtain more information because that's the, they're trying to go to the moon, but we don't didn't realize that we already have it. We have the we we can go as high because we are the people of the Bible. We are part of all his. Right. Family, and we're all in the same family. Mm. I just want to say that the world, we're all. And uh, I okay. just wanted to say that I'm, I'm not. I'm just gonna listen to you guys, and I'm gonna take myself off, and put just listen. And so I appreciate everyone, and um, uh, and I hope that we'll have another conversation, and you'll try to think of a way to have a uh, a weekly series uh, each and every Sunday. Okay. All right. All right. Shalom, shalom. Thank, thank you. Shalom, shalom. Amen, amen. All right, all right.
Okay, uh, I want to say a little prayer, y'all. Open it up. I don't hardly ever say prayers on waking up Israel. Um, Israel, well, like anything else, man, we're divided, okay? Uh, and so I was kind of avoiding saying prayers on my show uh, for, for a little while now um, for that reason. Uh, we argue about the name of God, the name of Christ, uh, bicker uh, with each other on those things. And uh, uh, Israel is very, very, very much divided. And because of that fact, I want all Israel to tune into the show. But, however, here recently, I had a change of heart on that. Uh, I'm going to address the Father how I do in my personal time. And I, and anyone that's listening, uh, if you disagree with it, uh, uh, just pray for me. You know what I'm saying? I don't... I'm still learning or whatever. I really want us to unite. And uh, uh, I want y'all to look over the name. Uh, I kind of look over the name. Uh, So uh, that's what I wanted to say before I start my prayer, if y'all don't mind. All right, here we go. Go Father, I pray that you uh, lead me and... uh, and bringing out information, Heavenly Father. I pray that you uh, bless the show, that a lot will be said over it. That's for healing, uh, gaining of knowledge, wisdom, for your for your name, Heavenly Father. Giving you all the glory, giving you all the all the love and thankful for sending your only begotten son to die for all our sins. We love you. Thank you, Lord. And in your precious sons, the shire name, we pray to you. Amen. Okay. Okay. Amen. All right. Okay. So here we go. I just want to say real quick. Uh, Yeah. uh, uh, If I can ask something really, really quick. Yes, sir. Uh, Clark Sisters have a song that says Higher Jay-Z and Beyonce end up liking it That's another story But She talked about Twinkie talked about Higher being part of a Hebrew tongue And she talked about how the mothers in church Would go Higher She going a little deep into it But that name of Higher When it says I am that I am So brother we feel you. Sure, you can say that name. Love how you pray. Thank you. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, well, all right. Okay, so, all right. Here's your antenna ready, fellas. Um, we want to get into uh, Romans 8 and John um, chapter 3. I think we ought to dive on into there. But afterwards, after we get all what we want to say out of there, if we, you know, time is relevant, we're going to uh, see what we can do. But uh, we, I also want to kind of explain this little journey of Paul. It's very interesting uh, how Peter started off being that guy for the uh, going out into the Gentiles and how Paul uh, uh, had an encounter with Christ and him uh, being that guy and how they chose Matthias to take Judas and Scarriage's spot as the 12 apostles, Christ 
he chose Paul. All right? So almost as if Peter choosing Matthias to take that spot, almost like Christ wanted to pick a person for that spot. You know what I mean? And so it started with Peter uh, being on this on – uh, go, go ahead, Brother Fussell. You, you saying something? Mm-mm, no. I'm just <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So and, and, let me, and, and let me say right? really quickly, because once we get started, we don't want to stop. But uh, y'all hear Brother uh, Purcell sounding muffled a little, kind of like this. We'll call it this a little bit. Purcell, say yeah. please. Yeah, yeah, like in a can or something? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, uh, Brother Purcell, can you speak again for us? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, not you okay. you It's worse now. What did you just do? Yeah, he was a little clearer earlier. You all were having uh, Yeah, per se, you need to do whatever you yeah, do when you of, normally call because you, you muffle. When you play this back, you're going to understand what we're saying. Okay. But I know one time he, uh, he, he, uh, 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 hanged up and called right back in, and he was a lot yeah, better. He's doing different. He's sounding kind of like this a little bit, like this, a little bit, like this. But it's okay. I mean, you right, can make out what you're saying, but you, you got to play it back to here. But I guess we got to work with it. Or you person, you can just call back one. I'm just on my earphones. Okay, gotcha. I'm just, I'm just on my earphones. That's all. Okay, okay. All right. So. Anyway, I just kind of want to give you a little preview on that and what we're going to do right now. We're going to go ahead and let Brother Self uh, dive into Romans 8. And and afterwards, y'all, after we get uh, Romans 8 and uh, John 3 and speak up on those things, that, that Paul's journey was very, very interesting. And uh, and uh, we, I'm hoping that we can dive into that as well, okay? All right. So, okay. uh, Brother Self, you got the floor. All right, now what I like to do, and they're not long, I want to play someone reading 5, 6, and 7. It, I promise you, 5 is 2 minutes, 6 is 3 minutes, 6, uh, they're very short. Can we do it real quick? Because it'll make okay. a lot more sense. Yeah. All right, here goes 5, everybody. Check this out. Chapter 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commandeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, 
but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Amen. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound, that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 6, chapter 6. Chapter 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once." But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God, as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin, because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness? But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, 
ye became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh, for as ye have yielded your members' servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members' servants to righteousness unto holiness. For when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Very important. Chapter 7. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth? For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit, and not in the oldness of the letter. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law, for I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. But sin, taking occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. For without the law, sin was dead. For I was alive without the law once. But when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And the commandment, which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it slew me. Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. Was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin, for that which I do I allow not, for what I would, that do I not, but what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? 
I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Wow, wow, wow. I want to just hear it real quick, real quick. And, and, and please, please know I had to do that. I had to play it because Romans 8 is in the middle of it all. And some of y'all didn't hear first show, second show, third show. So we had to lay that foundation. But 7, chapter 7, verse 4, I don't know why I didn't hit this earlier. But we're, gonna, we're not going to talk about all of chapter 8. I'm only going to read about seven verses on chapter 8. That's another reason I want to play the audio because I'm not going to be long here because I've already spent, what, 15 minutes, something like that. So chapter 7, verse 4. Wherefore, my brother, ye also are become dead to the law. By the body of Christ. This is what I mean when I say I'm, we're not under the law. This is saying you're dead to the law. Whatever we're out here saying, we have to say it like that. We're dead to the law. But how? By the body of Christ. Two different laws here. But watch, it's going to say in Romans 8. We're dead, brothers and sisters, to the law by the body of Christ. That don't mean you don't keep commandments. With the, it don't mean you don't do what the Father wants you to do. But in terms, of, this is a system. Let me let me show you real quick how what do you mean by this law thing? What do you mean by dead to law? That ye should be married to another, just like he just talked about the woman with the husband. It's saying one died and you're married to another even to him which is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. In other words, we don't have this guilt. We can stand before his presence blameless. Verse 5. For when we were in the flesh, what did he mean when we were in the flesh? We're in the, we live in our bodies now, Paul. Watch this. Listen. For when we were in the flesh... He can't mean like we are living in our bodies. He's talking about when our spirit, when we didn't have nothing, nothing was going on in our spirit. All we had was our flesh. For when we were in flesh, or when the Father treated us just by what we are in the flesh. For when we were in the flesh, watch this, the motions of sin, which were by the law. So the fact that we're dead to the law means there's no more motions of sin because there's no law. Where there's no law, there's no sin. Dead work in our members. Let me read over. For when we were in the flesh, that means we're not in it no more. So it can't be talking about your body. The Father's no longer seeing us in the flesh. Where when we was in the flesh with the motions of sin, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth unto us death. But now, now, 2023, Paul wrote this, but now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. See, under the law, you were 
guilty. You had no fruit. That's why I was talking about fruit in verse 4. But now it's saying we serve in the newness because of the birth of, of, of our our new birth and us being placed in Christ. We stand before the Father blameless. How can we be blameless as much wrong as we do? It's because we're no longer in the flesh. The Father's no longer seeing us in our flesh. That's the best way to say it. But don't worry, it's going to get clear. Now let's jump down to Romans 8. I have to read that first. Now watch this. It's going to get clear. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ. Big word. That's a big phrase. In Christ. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now what folk want to make you think is when you're doing something in the flesh, when you're lying, cheating, stealing, you're walking after the flesh. That's not what this saying. Because Paul just said earlier the things he hated he find himself doing. He said, who shall deliver? He went on to say, if I want to do good now, I really do want to do good. But I find myself doing evil. Well, it can't be me because I want to do good. So he goes on to say, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? And he goes on to explain that the body of the death that was craving evil was by the law. But we're not under the law. We're in Christ. That's how the Father deals with us now in Christ. So there's no condemnation to that person that's in Christ, whose flesh is not in Christ. It's in the law. It's, it's, it's sin. Our flesh is not in Christ. Now, if you say, oh, brother, it don't make sense, watch this. Verse 2. This is going to make it clear. For the law of the Spirit, that's what we live in. Not the Old Testament law. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death that's brought on by the law. One more time. Verse 3 going to nail it even more. For the law of Spirit of life in Christ. We have life in Christ. We have no condemnation in Christ. That's what Paul is saying. With my inward man, it's born again. That's why I said there's no condemnation. If, how can he say it when he's doing things with his flesh that he hates? So I don't play with this. It's either gift, righteousness that is, or it's not. How can we stand before the Father blamed? That's what I want to know. Well, you can't go out here talking about you doing some commandments or laws or whatever and think you're going to stand blameless before Yah of Israel? I'm not talking about Yeshua. I'm talking about the Father, the Most High. You're going to stand before Him. Oh, no, no, no. It's not going to work like that. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ, thank the Father He put us in Christ. As may be from the law of sin, that then I remember. For what the law could not do, for what the law could not do, for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, it couldn't do it because of the flesh. I said the law could not do something because of the weakness of the flesh. God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He sent them for sin 
condemn sin in the flesh. It's almost like condemning a building in this scripture. Verse 4, that the righteousness of the law. <gasps> so you mean righteousness can come by the law? Yes. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled. It wasn't fulfilled. It, it, it struggled with the flesh. But it might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. That's what Paul was doing with his inner man. But there's some people that preach this. No, but if you walk after the flesh, it's lying, cheating, stealing. Oh, no. They're just ignorant because it won't make sense what they're saying. With our inward man, remember I last read the scripture last week when, when uh, the scripture was saying, I serve God with our inward man. We serve the Father. He is a spirit. You must worship him in spirit. Your body, we're commanded to live, to emulate what happened in the spirit. But you can't make your body be the righteousness that your spirit is, which is in Christ. One more time. The righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in him who walked not after the flesh, but after the spirit, like the apostle Paul was talking about earlier. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Now, this is what Paul was saying. With my mind, I'm, 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 I'm craving. I want to. I want to. Listen, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Some people think that means if you sit up thinking about porn, that's what you're after. That ain't what they're saying. Because people, that's their flesh craving the porn. Because in their mind, they're saying, Father, I want to live for you. Somebody may argue, well, what about those that plan sin? Yeah, even though you plan sin, and another part of you is saying, man, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't, I'm planning on cheating on my taxes. Lord, help me. That is the part of you that's born again. The world don't have that. I said, the world don't have that. The Bible said it cries, Abba, Father, Oh, Father. The word don't have that. See, we just can't accept good stuff. We just can't. Ex- we be looking. This is what people do. They look at what they're doing wrong, and they say, "There's no way in the world God can forgive me. Y'all can forgive me. Y'all. There's no way I can be righteous. The righteousness of God in Christ, man. Especially to just told somebody off of just, you know, just sin. Sins make you feel so horrible, and we should be sinning." I talked about that last week. It does all kinds of things. You'll never experience the fullness of the Most High walking around sinning because the Bible says that your conscience is going to condemn you. Now, I'm reminded of, read this, and then I'm, well, let me just go ahead and say this. Peter says, uh, he says, if we say we have no sin, and this is somebody else teaching the same thing, this is where confusion came in. If we say we have no sin, we lie in the, in the truth that's not in us. If we confess our fault, he is faithful and just to forgive us. So Peter said, if you say you have no sin, you lie in the truth that's not in us. 
Paul is, is not teaching you don't have no sin. He's saying with your, he just got to sin, his flesh craves evil. But in our spirits, it can't sin. First Peter 3 talks about that. Our spirit, it says very clearly, and first John, I meant to say first John, excuse me, y'all, I'm going fast because I'm trying to turn back over the mic. The Bible says when we are born again, some part of us is born again. The, you don't have it when you're in the world. I'm not talking about guilt. I'm not just talking about want to be a good old person, nice person. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something in you that cries, oh, Father, Abba, Father. It says it cries, Abba, Father. Everybody don't have that. The Bible says another way that though our outward man perish, our inward man is renewed day by day. The same Bible says this spirit, in this spirit that dwells in us, by the Holy Ghost, it says you have an unction and knoweth all things. Problem is, brothers and sisters, I just don't think we believe it. It's just too good. How can inside of us be something that know all things? How can I know all things? That's where the Apostle Paul says you have an unction from the Holy One and know all things. How? So Andrew Womack was answering that question. And that's a very good teacher that Talk, just go to YouTube and, again, type in Andrew Walmack, Law and Grace. But he asked this question. People are saying, how can all this be inside of me? It's because you're not conditioned to, you don't hear truth. You hear all these people talking about the flesh, the flesh, you know, and how bad you are and how you ain't, how you playing with God because of sin. And then you feel bad because in the Bible says sin is a mocker. So I'll, I'll I'll put a pin in now. I can go further. Uh, I do want to say it goes on to say, for they that are in the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. As talking about your spirit, brothers and sisters, it's not talking about your mind that can look at a girl and go think of something crazy, or you get the mind of cheating. It's not talking about that. It's talking about the inner person. For it to be calmly mind is death, but to be spiritual mind is life and peace. Paul was this in Romans eight. So when Paul say the things I hate, I find myself doing, he was not carly minded. He was saying that was just a battle in his flesh. But his mind, here when it's talking about carly minded, I believe it's talking about your spirit. Watch this, because the carnal mind is enmity because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So that can't be what Apostle Paul was talking about. Here we go. Verse 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Oh, my goodness. That's what I'm trying to say. So obviously it don't mean just you and your body. It's a certain place we are in the spirit. We that are born again is placed in Christ. Those that are not born again, they're still in the flesh. They cannot please God. Neither have they known God, First John 3 says. They cannot do it. If you're in the flesh, you've never known God. If you're in the spirit, you're walking with the Father, and the Bible says his seed remaineth in you, and it cannot sin. I'm talking about the incorruptible seed. This stuff is just not taught. Verse 9. 
But ye are not in the flesh. I was just saying that. And I didn't even read this yet. <laughs> but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be it the spirit of God dwelling you. Okay, the spirit of God dwelling you. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, you're not in the flesh. But my flesh is acting up. You know, but that's not where, how the word of Father sees you. This is not taught like this. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. People, from a, let's get practical. Yeah, Walmart. Walmart is full of people. Some of them are in the flesh. They're, they just don't know the Father. They're living their life in the flesh because they haven't been born again. Once they're born again by their spirit, the Holy Spirit comes to their spirit, it gives them the incorruptible seed. Bible says that that thing can't sin. You, once you're placed in Christ, you're in Christ. There is no law. You're not under the law. The people that's in the flesh is under the law. Because they don't, they don't have no, they're not in the spirit. But once you're in the spirit, you're in a place where you're given the righteous God. You become one with Christ. That's why we're able to call each other brother and sister. We become one family, one body. The Bible said we become the righteousness of Yah in Christ, that is. I'm telling you, that's the real us. Verse 9, one more time. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be the spirit of God dwell in you. If the spirit of God dwell in you, you're in the spirit. I'm talking about your spiritual identity. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, here we go, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, watch this one. If you don't, if you think what I'm, I'm saying is confusing or something, listen to verse 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. This is why we say our body is dead. It has nothing to do with the Father relating to us. We're supposed to live holy, take our bodies, and make it obey us, us born-again individuals, that is, because we we put like this last thing I'm gonna say. This is the last thing I'm gonna say for real. I just got to read the rest of this on your own time. Brothers and sisters, this is not confusing to me. It's very, very simple to me. Maybe not very simple, but you gotta really listen. You can't be under the law and in Christ. If so be it the Spirit of the Father dwell in you, you're in the Spirit. That's where you are. Your body, with regards to relating to the Father and Him looking at you, it's out of the picture. It's, it's dead. It's out of the picture. If you're not born again, you're in your flesh. It's, it don't have no covenant with the Father. It's decaying. It's corrupt. It craves sin. Even when you beat it down and control it, it still craves sin. It's not born again. This is why Christ condemned it like you condemn a building, and we've now been placed Christ. I'm out. All right, all right. Uh, let's see.
Brother Purcell. Uh, you got some words to say on what uh, Brother Selfton kind of laid out? Uh, oh, Brother, Brother Purcell, are you uh, are you on? Okay. Uh, Brother Self, can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, uh, well, I guess well, what I'll do you go have ahead to say while we're waiting Okay, well, um, well, I, I, I think there's a, a lot to a lot of Hebrew Israelites that we can definitely uh, get from Paul's teaching. No one can explain it in this type of detail uh, better than Paul. I, I just don't, uh, any other apostle that we come across, they just don't explain the the, the detail uh, of this like like he do. Um, but however, uh, he are, he lets us know that he's talking to the Gentiles um, by uh, mentioning the flesh and things like that. Um, let's see here. Let's go to uh, let's see. Let's say you was reading in chapter eight. Uh, like, for instance, uh, verse 7 in chapter 8. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, that carnal mind. Um, he's talking to a people that wasn't under the first covenant, right? So he, he's bringing them to Christ, and he's telling them that their carnal mind, and how it, us Jews deal with that too over here. We, we deal with a somewhat... We got this law on the commandments of God, and we fail from this. That desire that's in us, which Paul calls that that old man, that wants to break these commandments. We fail. We need Christ. All right. Oh, uh, but when when you're dealing with people that's not under the covenant, uh, this is the wording that he chose, and which is genius, by the way, because not only. Uh, was it powerful enough for the people outside of the covenant to come to Christ? For those who are under the covenant, uh, uh, we understand the, the, what he's saying, too, as well. We can take in in our walk uh, and know the details of it in that type of light, too, right? Uh, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it's not subject subject to the law of God. It's not subject to these commandments, your carnal mind. It naturally wants to break this stuff, break these these commandments, right? Uh, neither indeed can it be, right? It, it, uh, that, that carnal mind, that uh, animalistic behavior that's in our mind that lust and, and crave these things, right, like a, like a wild man or... or some kind of caveman or something like that, you know, that, that you know, sees what he sees and he goes for it without any type of rules, right? Uh, if you jump on down to 15, uh, I think it's the telltale sign. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. They, they didn't receive it, right, that spirit of bondage, being poked under these rule books to receive no fear of God, right? But yea, I've received the spirit of adoption 
whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So now this is what it all boils down to this point right here. You know what I mean? Um, through faith, through the spirit of Christ, and walking in the newness, right? Getting rid of that carnal mind and uh, Christ being the, 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 that light in that carnal mind's body, in that caveman, wild man. Fine, you get rid of that. That's what's in you, that old man that's inside of you, that crave to break God's command. I can dig it. I did. I like how he words that. Let's go down to jump down to twenty seven. <clears throat> and he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Hmm. According to the will, what is God's will? Right? Obedience, right? His will is for us to have obedience to his commandments. Uh, let me read it again. He that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, right? Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, right? To them who are the called according to his purpose from whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called them, he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. That's a lot being said right there. All right, but basically, this includes that wild man as well. As we take in Christ into our heart and be we newly walking with Christ, with Christ to our Father, now we justify to our Father. Now, who's to say the the people who's not under this covenant can't participate as well? They need redemption, and if they be redeemed through Christ, they too can stand in front of God. You know what I'm saying? Blameless. Justified also. And with them also glorified. This is what it's all about. I can dig it, uh, what's being said. All right. Uh, let me see here. Oh, Brother brother Purcell, are, are you back now? Okay. All right. All right. Uh, he must have stepped away for a second, y'all. Uh. I guess now is a good time for me to, for us to take a look. Oh, you're back with us now? Okay. Uh, well, what I want to do, y'all, I want to go ahead and take a little break right now. I want to put everybody on hold, and um, I'm going to play a little clip. It's going to be this little break that we take, y'all. And I'm going uh, it to just, – it just came to me. I'm going to play this little clip, and uh, when we come back, we're going to jump right back into it, all right? All right. Let me put every, everybody on hold. Muted. Okay, y'all, and uh, we're going to, after this clip, we're going to jump back into uh, Romans 7s or what's been said, you know, with Brother Purcell coming back on, as well as we're probably going to start hitting on First uh, John and the things said in that. But until then, we're going to take us a little break. And over the break, I'm going to go ahead and play a clip instead of a song during the break, okay? 
that we can kind of meditate, and uh, we was hitting on it earlier. So I'm going to go ahead and play this clip. And this clip is uh, Creflo O'Donnell. Because I said some things in the beginning, and I just kind of uh, see if this shines a little light on, on the conversation. All right, here we go. I want to start off by saying to you that I'm still growing and that the teachings that I've shared in times past on the subject of tithing were not correct. And today I stand in, in humility to correct some things that I've taught for years and believed for years but could never understand it clearly because I had not yet been confronted with the gospel of grace, which has made the difference. I won't apologize because if it wasn't for me going down that route, I would have never ended up where I am right now. But I will say that I have no shame at all at saying to you, throw away every book, every tape, and every video I ever did on the subject of tithing, unless it lines up with this. I've, I've done some corrective teaching in the, in, the, in the last 10 years, but not to the degree of what we're getting ready to do now. So why is this important? Because religion is sustained by two factors, fear and guilt. And if it's one subject that the church has used for a long time to keep people in fear and guilt, it is in that subject of tithing. And it has to be corrected, and it's got to be corrected now. I may lose some friends. Preachers may not ever invite me no more, but I think I've already been through that, so it doesn't matter. The Lord woke me up at 5.30 this morning, and he said this to me, and he said, get up and write it down before you lose it. He said that your giving is a response to my ability to take care of you. He said, when you give, it is your declaration of dependence on me. All right, now watch this. The New Testament talks about the importance and the benefits of giving. That's what it talks about. We are to give as we are able. And sometimes that means giving more than 10%. Sometimes that means giving less. It all depends on the ability of the Christian and the needs of the body of Christ. So every Christian should diligently pray and seek God's wisdom in the matters of participating uh, on how much you should give. Now, above all giving, above all giving should be given with pure motives. It should be given with an attitude of worship to God, and it should be given as a service to the body of Christ. So according to 2 Corinthians 9, 7, 2 Corinthians 9 and 7 Look what he says here. He says, you must each decide in your, in your own heart how much to give. New Testament, you must decide in your own heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly 
or don't give in response to pressure. Well, the, the tithing teaching always pressured me. It gave me fear. Malachi 3 and 10 says, what's that? You are cursed with a curse. I remember one time I, my tithe was like, uh, I don't know what it was, a uh, hundred and some dollars and 26 cents, and I didn't have the 26 cents. And somebody put a brick through my window, the, uh, my car window of a new car I had, and uh, Taffy and I just got married, and, and, and as soon as I did that, the condemnation of tithing and not tithing came up, and, I, and, and, and I'm like, you know, the devil just spoke to me and said, see there, if you tithe, then this wouldn't happen. The only reason it happened, it's, it was fear-based. He says, you're never to give in response to pressure. That's the, all I was able to get from that conversation, y'all. Um, that was all I was able to get from that. It was just a four and a half minutes. Uh, but if you would have heard the sermon, I think you would have rung the light a little bit of what we're talking about here tonight. Because um, I think it's kind of all basically the same thing what we're hitting on tonight. Let me open up everybody's lines. Unmuted. All right. That's uh, Five Smooth Stones, Brother Purcell. All right, so I played that little clip during our break, and I think that y'all kind of on the same page with them, right? Hello? Can y'all yeah. hear me? Yes. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, so basically that the issue with tithing is dealing with the law. Um, and uh, I guess what this point was, that he was in error all this time, of uh, giving tithing. Do y'all agree with that? or Right? Y'all agree with that? That he's... Uh, I, I think he's, he's, on the, that he's, you I know. think he's on the right road now. I've always been told, as every man been prostitute, so let him give. I do, however, put up with people saying, let's pick up our tithes and all that. I think Creflo is right. It's supposed to be give what's in your heart. Again, laws, 10% for everybody, it's not, that, again, the Father was just trying to get Israel to be blessed. You have to give, is what the Father was saying. That's the spirit behind tithing. Give may not be 10%. I'm talking about in the Old Testament. You could have gave more, but he just wanted you to give. That's the spirit behind tithing. And I think Creflo is on to it now. Okay, yeah, I got you, got you. All right. I don't know. I'm, I, I may be a little conflicted with this with this topic, um, and it could be because of the way I've learned it and what I believe that I've received as it relates to tithing. Now, tithing and giving in my opinion, are two different things, which is why he had um, the 10% attached to the tithe. Tithe, uh, in in my understanding, is the... First of all, tithing belongs to God. Tithing is like 
tithing is like taxes. Okay? When we get paid, we don't see that portion that was deducted from our check. That was your responsibility as it relates to your taxes, the paying of your taxes, right? And I I view the tithe in that same light. So the tithe is not a free will offering. The tithe is a minimum requirement that belongs to God. It's your reasonable service, if you will. 10% of your income. Uh, 10 cents of a dollar. Okay. Um, We should be able to live off of 90% of our income. We should be able to, right? Now, giving, on the other hand, giving is what we understand to be a free will offering. That's why the scripture tells us in the book of Proverbs to give as you're able to give. Okay? Um, Now, what I do like what he said is you don't give based on pressure. I really like that. I really like that because I struggled with that in times past until I ran across the scripture that said, give as you're able to give. Now, the other thing that helped make it real plain for me was the scripture that lets us know that God loves a cheerful giver. Don't give grudgingly, nor out of necessity. That helps you in your giving as well. If you check your spirit and find that you're giving grudgingly, then don't give it. Here's one thing that I've realized as I've as I've grown in the faith. Okay? I realized that your faith walk is uh is personal. This thing is personal. And um You have to, man, how do I put this? You have to you have the to, Holy you Spirit have to, kind of God. You have, to, you have to walk this walk in the right spirit. okay? You have to be uh, in the right frame of mind as it relates to. The gospel. You can't you can't just do this thing haphazardly because it's not pleasing to God. Everything we give 
We give out of our heart condition. Everything, mm. let me say it like this. Everything we give to God, okay, or Yah, we give out of our heart condition. This is why we hear scriptures like, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay? If you understand that, then you know you can't take it back. Because that's what was in your heart to say. Or that was, that's what was in your heart to do. So that's what God respects is what was in your heart. Remember the Bible teaches okay. that he searches the heart. And God looks, or a man looks on the outward, but God weighs the spirit. So he's always concerned about our heart posture, which is why one of the most important things is for our heart to be circumcised. It's another important matter uh, in the book of Ezekiel. I think we talked about this before, where he talked about taking away our stony heart. And giving us a mm-hmm. heart of flesh Right mm-hmm. So this right. thing Is a heart thing man It's a heart thing That's why we have to Love him With all of our heart Because he knows If I have his heart Then I have him Okay We can't serve him That's good That's good we, we just can't. We just can't serve him without yielding our heart to him. You can't because you're stuck in okay. the balance of serving two masters. If he don't have your whole heart, then you're serving two masters. Remember? And then he said, if we do that, then one suffers. While the other gets the benefit You can't share God is a jealous God He's a jealous God So everything we do Has a direct Correlation to our Heart's posture I think that's good Priscilla I think that's good you're saying And I think At the end of this conversation That's really what it's all about we're getting deep and reading scriptures and all that, but scriptures say you're going to take away the stony heart. It's, we serve Yah with our spirit. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, was sent to this earth. What, to make us just feel goosebumps? The Bible says no one knows the spirit of a man. No one knows the man save the spirit of a man. No man knows the Father except the spirit of the Father. The Holy Spirit was to instruct us in how to please the Most High. The law was just a schoolmaster. You have to say that. Whatever you're saying, your teachings, we have to say that. It was just a schoolmaster. It wasn't the real deal. That don't mean we don't keep what the Father tells us. 
but we're not justified by it. We cannot be justified because the law introduces sin. Sin, you can't enter before the Most High. You're going to have guilt and all that. That's why the Father had to take our identity out of the flesh and place it in Christ. So now we're new creatures. I know it's weird and strange. It should be. It's new. This is something new, and it still ain't taught, so it's even newer than it was when it was first wrote. We still don't know nothing about it. Cause we still got folk running around in the flesh trying to think. Just remember the Catholic Church. They started all this. I shouldn't say started, but they promoted it even more. To Luther come along, Martin Luther come along and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. Y'all, we, we trying to work our way into heaven, but... I'm reading this Bible, and it's saying that the just shall live by faith. So the Protestant, that's where it was, things change. And we, Baptist holiness, we're protesting the Catholic Church that says based on works or the law. That's the Catholic Church. It's now grace. So now we can go before the Father boldly. Well, you say, I ain't all that. I know you're not all that. Neither am I. It ain't based on us. Whether we're doing good or bad, go boldly if you're born again. I'm not trying to belittle right. messing up and sinning. Yeah. Go ahead. Somebody try to get it. All right. Yeah. Because you go as okay, him. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you go as him. Now, yeah. now, listen. Bear in mind, bear in mind, okay, that everything before Christ, everything before Christ was done of the flesh. Absolutely. Everything before, hear me, man, hear me. This will help us clarify this whole law and spirit thing. Everything before Christ was done of the flesh the sacrificing of the animals flesh. The, uh, the priest going in for the atonement flesh. everything was done of the flesh we were being our our justification back in the day was based on the uh the the uh the purity if you will of the priest This is why they tied a rope around the priest's ankle With a bell on it So that when he went into the holies of holies To atone for us He had to be right If he didn't he would fall dead And give up the ghost And then where does that leave us Having to go all back all over again Start all over again So now we get over here That's the old covenant They realize that the old covenant was flawed Which is why the book of Galatians two, Chapter 2 verse number 21 tells us That if the law was able to uh, make us righteous Then Jesus died for nothing So now we see 
Jesus show up on the scene, Emmanuel, God with us. Then Jesus leaves the scene and lets us know that he's going to send something, someone greater than he, which is the comforter. And then the comforter comes, and now he leads us and guides us into all truth from the inside of us, which is why we find in the scripture also the scripture that tells us that we have an unction living on the inside of us that no man should teach us. Jesus said, I didn't come to get rid of the law, but to fulfill it. We talked about this. He came as all man, all deity, and the fullness of the law. Absolutely. So we no longer... Bringing up the rear, what the law couldn't do. The law ran the first leg, second leg, but it couldn't run all the way because of the flesh. Christ completed the race. Exactly. Exactly. We All needed right. the Holy Ghost. We needed the Holy Ghost. Gotcha. Can we I jump in, fellas? Huh? Yeah, I like to jump on in, man. Um, Come on. I just wanted to say to the listener that uh, we're coming from different perspectives, okay? What these brothers are saying are not lies, all right? But they're coming from a different angle, and the wording can be different. But when they speak about not being under the law or, or and how they're under grace, they're, they're talking about the law without Christ, okay? So when you hear them talk about how the law and this, what we was doing in our flesh, they're speaking of a time period before Christ came, okay? And after sacrificial was done with, we was dead. There's just nothing that we had to redeem us. That's the dead in the law. What what our Father do? He sent Christ. Christ became that for us, our sacrifice. And with His blood, that we're able to be righteous. Uh, what these what Paul is teaching is, is to a people that I I just said it a hundred times, y'all. This gospel that Paul's teaching and the gospel that they're teaching in Jerusalem, evangelizing Jews. Um, they're the same gospel, but the, the audience is what's different. The wording is what's different, y'all. But the concept is basically the same. We need Christ. That's the whole point. All right? So Paul, in talking to his audience, and he, he, he brings in it's, oh, he's an Israelite, everybody. He's telling him his walk and how he needs Christ and what the law couldn't do without a sacrifice. He's dead, right? With Christ, now he, he's whole again. He can stand boldly in front of the Most High. With Christ, in Christ. And how they can too. They can too. They give Put Christ in their heart, they can do it as well. Without the deeds of the law. You don't have to be no Israelite to get this. All right, now, let's go into what they, how they evangelizing Jews. I know uh, I, got, I got some things I got to say now, y'all. Uh, 
how they evangelize Jews, the wording is lots different. But I'm sure everybody's familiar uh, with uh, James, his speeches, uh, Peter, John, the book of Revelation, Christ himself is speaking in Jerusalem. Uh, And you hear this echo over and over again. Keep the commandments. Family, when I say law, that's what I mean. The commandments. The commandments of God. Right? Uh, The righteousness of God. That's what I mean. Keep them. That was in you to want to break those commandments. That's not of God. That want to be, that's your, well, how Paul ported it. It was your flesh, that carnal, animalistic part of you. All right? That wants to break God's commandments. Because if we all had Christ in our heart, uh, we would be we wouldn't be in sin in the first place, right? Because He's destroyed that that wants that desire to want to break God, uh, God's commandments. So that's the ultimate goal where we're trying to be, y'all. We're trying to walk upright with Christ, redeeming us, walking in obedience to the Father. All right, uh, brother, self sound like you wanted to say something. Yes, I just to get came across the scripture, and I don't know how I missed this. Folks, it's the whole New Testament. It's not Paul. It's everybody. But I want to go to 1 Corinthians 9. I'll read it. Uh, 1 Corinthians 9 and 21. This is crazy. Not crazy, but you know what I mean. Paul is... The apostle, the great apostle Paul is talking about different things he do to reach people. He said unto the Jews, I became a Jew, that I may gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, as under the law, that I may gain them that are under the law. Watch this. Here's a key scripture. To them that are without the law, as without the law not without the law of God but under the law of Christ that I might gain them that are without the law that's us that's Seth Purcell when he go to talk to people if he's trying to somebody say I'm not under the law I'm under Christ when Paul go to teach them he carry himself this way verse 21 to them that are without the law, I go as though as without the law, being not without the law to God. He's saying I'm not I'm being being not without the law to God. I'm I'm not being lawless to God, but under the law of Christ, that I may gain them that are without the law. Okay. Or somebody may say to the Gentiles, who oh, they not under the law. Let's read again and think about them. Gentile. To them that are without the law, as without the law. But he's saying in parenthesis, but not without the law to God, but unto the law to Christ, the law of Christ. Never does Paul the apostle speak of just living any old kind of way. And that's what what I'm trying to say. Right. I don't know I don't know if y'all got that or not. 
Yeah, uh, to, to me it shines a big light on our whole conversation. Uh, to me, um, I mean, it's what I get out of it. He is the apostle for the Jews. I mean, for the Gentiles. All right? Uh, the mission is the ten tribes that was to the north that scattered around the world. They don't know our identity or anything like that. He's going out there, and his gospel is a worldwide gospel. Uh, it's a gospel to bring to all ears who haven't received the revelation that Christ has came into this world, and he has died for our sins. How uh, we need him to be in front of God, to be righteous before God. That's the gospel that he's presenting to the world and all the ears that may hear it around the globe. That's what I get out of it. Uh, go ahead, Brother Priscilla. Okay, I just want to, want to share... Once again, my favorite translation. And uh, let me see. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start at 19 and read through 21, if that's okay. Um, my favorite translation being, as you all know, TPT, the Passion Translation. So now listen to how this. Uh, Clarifies. Now, even though I am free from obligation to other, obligations to others, I joyfully make myself a servant to all in order to win as many converts as possible. I became Jewish to the Jewish people in order to win them to the Messiah. I became, I became like one under the law to gain the people who were stuck under the law, even though I myself am not under the law. And to those who are without the Jewish laws came like them as one without the Jewish laws. In order to win them, although I'm outside of the law, although I'm not outside the law of God under, but under the law of Christ. Let's say that again. Okay. Can you read that one more time? Can you read that one more time, brother? Uh, just entirety. 21. Just 21? Okay. Mm-hmm. And to those who are without the Jewish law, I became like them as one without the Jewish law in okay. order to win them. Although I'm not outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ. In other words, what he was saying was, I have been converted. I now have the spirit of Christ living on the inside of me. Right. Okay. And you so now, the ones this, which is why he said, I am not under the law, but under the law of 
Christ. The law of Christ is the Holy Ghost. That's why they refer to him in other translations as Christ, the anointed one. Okay? Because that is the Holy Ghost. Okay. So he's now, because Paul has been converted here, he's reminding us that now I'm no longer under the Jewish law by alone, if you will, but I'm now under, or, or let me put it this way, I'm no longer under the old covenant. I'm now under the new and better covenant. I'm not saying that. The word said it. The word said new and better covenant. Okay, where where at? Where are you where are you reading that at? Okay, let me see. Oh, are we that, talking about the new covenant, or? Huh? Yeah, you talking just, about uh, well, well, hold talking that. about Hebrews, Book of Hebrews? Can we hold that? I, I just want to give y'all two scriptures before we can switch to, to to that. I want to talk about that anyway. We got a little time. Uh, if we're gonna roll over, I don't know if you, but I, I I recommend we do because this is good. This is really good. But I got two verses before we uh, move from under the law. I got two powerful verses. I don't know how I missed these verses. I actually just read, played it, but I guess we. So can I read these two verses? Then we can talk about this new covenant. We can first see I can tell us where to turn. But I kind of wanted to uh, give y'all a little taste of what they taught in Jerusalem. Um, so I mean, when can we get into that? We can. I just want to read these two scriptures, thinking, and I'm right? out. I don't want to even comment on them. I just want to read them. <laughs> Gotcha. No Go comment, ahead. I Go promise. Ahead. Romans 6 and 14. For sin shall oh, not have okay. dominion over you. For ye are not under the law. But under grace. What then? Verse 15, 6 and 15. What then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law? That's two times he said we're not under the law. But under grace? God forbid. Right. Yeah, he's speaking to the Gentiles, y'all. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, he said we. Revelation. Uh, Brother, Ken, Brother Micah, he did say we. I hear you, brother. All right. Um, let's go to Revelation uh, chapter 14, uh, verse 12. Uh, let's see. Let's go to 12. Let's go to uh, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they to keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Uh, just uh, John in the book of Revelation, y'all, the last book of our Bible. Uh, obviously, he's talking to the ones who believe they're under the old covenant or uh, believe they're under the law of God, okay? Um, now, the new covenant was established, uh, but God, it, it's, it's just transferred over these laws of God, okay? You can call it the law of Christ, uh, but, but the God's laws, 
and Christ is the great please? one of them. Can I have the scripture again, please? Huh? This is Revelation, uh, chapter 14. Revelation, chapter 14, uh, verse 12. Here's the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. All right. Uh, I don't see it. I guess what I'm saying. You also. And you can answer this question. Oh. Why don't you keep hearing? <clears throat> and your mother, I mean, excuse me, Sister Thel, uh-huh. uh, did remind us that we're not just talking to each other. So when I ask you this, I'm not just asking you this, but we keep getting tripped up when we hear this phrase, commandments of God. Now, somebody might read it like this. Here is the patient of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God. And the faith of Jesus. I look at it like this. We are commanded all day long by the Most High. But when you hear commandments of God, for some reason you're getting to me, to me. I could be wrong. But some people, let's just say not you. When they see commandments of God. They're so used to the Ten Commandments and the 613 Commandments or whatever what many it is, they keep wrapping it back under the Old Testament. I look at it like this. God never stopped commanding us, and we need faith in Jesus. The greatest commandment is for us to love. The Bible says all the commandments hang on that. Love thy neighbor. With all the heart, love, love thy God with all the heart, strength, and mind of thy neighbor. If you do that, and really, 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 really do that, you're going to keep all the commandments. Some kind of way, brother Michael, when you see commandments of God, keep the commandment, keep the commandment, you're thinking we're saying something different. I don't understand that. Right, and I'm trying to highlight that. Uh, I, well, when you say. Okay, this was I, that's what I wanted to mention in the first beginning of the show. Let's talk about the language. Apparently, there's a problem with our language, and I think that needs to be addressed. Do you brothers believe uh, that it's a sin uh, to not observe the Sabbath? Do you brothers do believe favorite. that it's do, a do sin? My do my favor, for clarity's sake. If you can't do it, say, I don't want to do it, because this is your show. Let's not talk about four things, because everybody thinks the Israelites is only saying four things. Let's not talk about port. Let's not talk about the Sabbath. Let's not talk about... No, 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 you can't do that. No, you can't say... No, Uh uh-uh. The reason why... We're talking about the law. Let me just say this. I got you. I got you. We won't do it. We won't do it. But here's my argument. Okay. This is my argument. You're interrupting. But go ahead. The reason why I picked those four is because I knew that would hit a hot spot. Not to mess with you, but I'm saying 
that is not all of God's commandments. Nobody's saying that they are. Every time we have this conversation, it comes up. And, and Sister, Sister Thel, in respect out of you and what you asked of us, I promise you I only brought that up because this is where a lot of people are at. When they see the words commandments of God, they think of just a few. Any time the Father Wrong. tells you not fa- true. fast, fast, uh, t- uh, repent to this brother, treat your wife right, to me, those commandments are equal to pork, Sabbath, feast days. Now, let That's me ask him, Michael a question. Are those commandments equal to you? When you say equal, what do you mean? What I said. Is the morals are equal to the dietary? I'm not even saying that. I'm saying if the Father says out of his mouth, the Holy Spirit says to you, don't eat pork on Monday. And on Tuesday, he tells you to go repent to your wife. Are they they equal in in what the Father wants us to do? Does he want us to not do one more than the other? Okay, I I don't understand. I do it's just a simple question, brother. If you uh, if you tell your daughter, no, no, or your son, how about if you have any children, one hundred? Huh? These, these, it's simple. It's way simple than that. It's where you where you going with it is like like you can't stand to hear it. And you no, coming I'm up with all I'm asking you a simple question, we got a brother, point, Michael. We got. I'm asking you: Are the commandments okay. e- equal? I did not interrupt y'all when y'all was going at it. Okay, man. go ahead, and but answer that eventually. I can wait. I'll be patient. Don't forget. All right. Okay. All right. So anyway, y'all, these are the commandments, right? They was given to us, and as we can see from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible, you hear this phrase, commandments, y'all. I got a whole list from beginning of the Bible to the end. I just read you the verse in Revelation, and it sparked what you just heard right now, right? But there's something that people don't want to hear, uh, and it is just what it is. It, it needs to be talked about. I, I'm not just trying to like what Sister Thiel was saying. We go to arguing, but if we got different views, you got to. I sat down and listened to these brothers. I got a different view than them, but when it's time for me. Now I gotta be hit with questions and blah 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 blah. I, I wonder if anybody else sees that. All right. Um, but anyway, man, um, what I would like to go ahead and just read some more of these scriptures to, to bring it home on what I'm saying. Let's go to Revelation. Uh, let's see, twelve seventeen. How about that one? Uh, let's see. Yeah, let's go to three seventeen. And the dragon was wroth with the woman. Right. To make war with the remnant of her seed. This is a Pacific people, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Right? Uh, uh, the devil, y'all. The devil's after us. Hebrew is like we're scattered abroad. He, he moves around like a roaring lion, devouring anybody he can. Now, now, what we reading in this Bible is all about the body of Christ at the end of the day. But within that body, you got the people who the first covenant was established in there. 
And then you got people who was not in that first covenant. This is our body of Christ. We come together with Christ. We always need Christ. All right? And it'll be so much easier if if I was talking to someone, uh, well, pretty much understand how they taught evangelized Jews. Because as I'm uh, right now, I feel like, I feel like I'm just kind of, I don't know. I'm doing my own stuff. I'm not a teacher, folks. I'm just a truck driver learning like everybody else. And what I on my journey in learning, I understood almost immediately that what how they evangelized in Jerusalem was different from a, the worldwide gospel, and for a reason. The people that being evangelized in Jerusalem, they was under that old covenant. And they did. They was rejecting Christ in the beginning, right? So to them, they was wording it where the Jews understood, right? Christ told them, "Go not into the Gentiles; go into the lost sheep of the house of Israel." Their mission was to hunt these Jews down, let them know that the kingdom is at hand. Come on back home, right? Need Christ in your heart. These are the commandments of God. They're forever, man. See what I'm saying? That's how they talk. And and if once we get that concept in our mind, uh, that this is how they talk, then I think we're able to understand this Bible better. Because Paul gospel, uh, he wasn't respecter of persons, right? He uh he didn't care if he was under that covenant or not. Uh, you can tell he was talking to King Herod, hoping to evangelize him. Uh, you name it, he'll he'll tell the gospel to everybody. That was his mission. His mission, if when you look at the end of the Bible, y'all, the mixed multitude that came by Paul. There's going to be a mixed multitude. They will no longer be called Gentiles at the end. They're going to be right there with no more spiritual Jews. We all going to be Jews. There's no adoption. We all going to become one people at the end in the kingdom of heaven. You know what I'm saying? That's how it ends. It's a, you can say it's an Israelite heaven, converting the world into being Israelite. Oh, in that heaven is 12 gates. Uh, 12 gates for every uh, uh, 12 tribes of Israel. So what gate the Gentiles going in, right? Well, during that time when Christ come back, he will put that in order on what gate they're going to go in. And once his thousand-year range is up and the ones that resisted the devil as he get cast into the pit, they are going to be Jews with us. But for right now, to be in all our hearts, those uh, under the got the circumcision, those not. Come on, yeah, y'all, y'all. This is really not as difficult as it seems to be. But uh, as you can see, it's like a fundamental language that we're getting hung up on. And uh, that's all I want to say on that for right now. I think we're about to get into this new covenant. Anybody got anything they want to say to that? I would say 
um, I don't, to your one point about resisting the devil, I don't think you can resist resist the devil without Christ. I just, I just don't. Okay, I don't think you can resist the devil in your own strength. I don't think you can do it. That's like saying I could beat uh, Michael Jordan on the basketball court. That's his. That's his domain. That's his area. I couldn't. I couldn't be him. It doesn't matter how skilled, how good I was. I could be Jordan. Jordan is legendary with that. That's the same way with Satan. We cannot we cannot defeat Satan on his territory without the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. We can't do it. You can't resist you can't resist him. So <laughs> Um, I I personally don't want to get into a back and forth with that um, because just for me, um, the scripture is clear. The commandments were on were written on tablets in the Old Testament, which were destroyed. Okay. Now, the uh, the new covenant brought about the commandments, if you will. I don't know if I even have convinced myself that the commandments are synonymous with the law. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that yet. Um, because I again. This. Hold on. Like I said in the beginning, I believe that the commandments were, for the most part, a moral blueprint for a believer, for somebody who followed after God, followed after 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 God. This is this is our moral compass, right? But now. I, I learned something though last year, um, as it relates to moral. I learned a new word along with that. I shared this before a while back. Um, one is the definition of moral. The definition of moral is concerned about right and wrong. That's the definition of it. Okay. That's the general definition of moral. Now, what I found out was there is another type of moral or morality, if you will, and it's called um, um, moral identity. Moral identity means what you believe is right and wrong. So we've moved from 
And that and if you look, if you look real close, we've moved into that dimension in our everyday life. That that we that we witness around us every day. It's no longer we could no longer just be satisfied with the moral or the definition of morality. Now we've moved into this space of moral identity. It's, again, the definition of moral identity is what you personally believe is right and wrong. Remember, I said we we witness this all day, every day. Something that's just that's a big elephant in the room right now is homosexuality and transgender, right? So now we're in a debate about what a woman is and what a man is, what I believe a man is and what I believe a woman is. That's absurd, but that's where we live right now. Which I believe we're right smack in the middle of what's called moral identity So with that being said What I recognize is a moral Is not a moral, I'm sorry Is an identity crisis We have to understand Who we are as believers We are no longer the believer who is uh, uh, under the hand of a priest or under the judgment of uh, the uh, the purity of a go-between. We no longer we no longer just think about it. We no longer have to have somebody to go to the throne for us. That's old covenant. That's the old covenant. That well, the Lord decided was flawed. Which is why he gave us his only begotten son and established a new covenant in the Holy Ghost. Priscilla, I'd like to say something on that. Go ahead, go ahead. Because we're saying new covenant, and that's not like a big word or a big phrase, but it all goes back new to the Greek. law and grace. It all goes back to the law and grace. We needed the law for a season because people, our, our forefathers were sinning, sinning, sinning. And the Father said he gave the law because of sin. You know, and so otherwise, it was people that really was trying to please the Father but didn't have knowledge of what sin was, and they was doing things. If you have knowledge of electricity, it still can kill you. Your heart was not to die, and it still can kill you. If you don't know what to eat, certain foods can kill you, and you love the Father. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge i got just a little bit to say, and I'm going to back out. 
Galatians 5 and 14 says, For all the law, all the law, whatever it is, is fulfilled or completed in one word. Even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbors thyself. If I love my neighbor, and I truly love my neighbor, I am not going to be somewhere trying to sleep with my neighbor's wife. If I love my neighbor, I truly love my neighbor, I'm not going to kill him. If I love my neighbor, I'm going to do some extra things that's not in the law. I'm going to want to talk to them more. I'm going to try to help them with their finances. I'm, try, I'm not going to charge usury. I'm gonna I'm gonna create laws that's not even in the law. I'm gonna do things to my neighbor that it don't the Bible even say do that my neighbor gonna love me for because I love my neighbor. That's why I believe it says all the law is fulfilled. And but if you just go go down to verse nineteen, excuse me, verse eighteen, it says, "But if you be led of the Spirit." Damn. Galatians 5 and 18. But if you be led of the Spirit, that's talking about what Paul was going through, where his inward man was craving the Father. That's being led of the Spirit. But if you led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Damn. Galatians 5 and 18. Last verse, last verse, last verse. Galatians 5 and 18. One more time. But if you be led of the Spirit, we have to find out what that means. I believe it was the Apostle Paul, what he was going through in Romans 7, where his inward man was after the Father, and his flesh was in the meantime acting up. He tells us by the, I didn't read it in Romans 8, by the Spirit, mortify the deeds of the body. Body ain't saved. Last thing I'm going to say is about the Messiah. Here's the Messiah, and we're done. This is Christ. This is Christ. This is not Paul. Matthew 22, verse 40. On these two commandments hang all the law. See, I think we're making this very, very complicated. Kind of like Creflo Dollar, and I appreciate Brother Michael playing that. Creflo wasn't looking at the spirit behind tithing. It's not that we're going to stop giving. So it's even pretty great to feel like, oh, y'all trying to get out of doing something. No, 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 no. No, the Bible says, as you've been prospered, give. See, so we ain't getting out of the 10%. Because some of y'all, it's going to be 50%. Some of y'all have really been prospered. It's going to be 80%. Nobody's getting out of the 10%. But some kind of way when we say the word grace, oh, you ain't trying to, you ain't trying to obey, keep the law. No, it's, grace is better because you're going to be serving them from your heart. Or do you want to just give 10% grudgingly, but you gave the 10%. So according to the law, you're fine. Father's tired of that. And Brother, Kim, Brother Michael, what you said earlier, there's no more spiritual Jews in the kingdom. I I disagree. I could be wrong. I disagree. You could be right, but we—it's gonna. If there's no spiritual Jews, Christ 
and the death and the blood is what brought in the Gentiles. That's how we're spiritually connected. If there's no spiritual Jew, how are we connected? We're back to the Gentiles and the law again. We need that blood. We need that lamb, Christ, to be sacrificed. He's already, he already was sacrificed. We'll become related in the spirit. The spirit can never go away as we cannot go before the most high. I'm out. All right, all right. Um, brothers and sisters that are listening, uh, as you can see, man, we all lovers of Christ. Uh, we just got two different uh, languages um, or something happening. Um, yeah, but as far as Matthew 22 and verse 40, on these uh, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. All the law and the prophets. Love thy brother, man, with all your heart, your neighbor. Be kind to one another, man. All right? Don't kill your brother. Don't steal from him. Don't uh, lust after his wife or sleep with his wife, man. Uh, this is the most important of all. Uh, all the commandments is what he said. This is what part of the main reasons why we fell from God in the first place. All the crime and fighting amongst us. Adultery and things of that nature. All right? We was a people that had more than one wife. All right? So there was a lot of, just by that saying that by itself, like that, you can kind of imagine what us Israelites, what we was doing, and how uh, adultery, sleep with another man's wife was very common. Like we didn't fear God. And probably had a sheep in our backyard after we planned on doing what we're going to do. That's routine. We're going to give a sheep on the Our hearts was not in it, not right. And that sacrifice was not accepted. We were dead to the law at that point. Christ redeemed us. We're all talking about Christ, everybody. And we're talking, when you talk about the kingdom of heaven, yeah, we, we got to say spiritual. Let's say we all going to, instead of the spiritual Jews, which we call in Gentiles spiritual Jews, but I guess us brothers in Israel, we could call ourselves spiritual Jews, you know, even though we literally are the Jews. But anyway, that, that's, I don't want to get caught up on words. We're all going to become spiritual Jews then, okay? And uh, let's say it like that, because uh, we all agree we need Christ. We don't need to keep reminding each other that we need Christ, do we? We both agree on that. It's not like they're talking about we need Christ and I'm not, Okay? So anyway, uh, with that being said, y'all, uh, yeah, Paul said a lot of a lot of things, and as you can see, uh, we're, we're taking some of the things and leaving on account that he's saying these things on his travels uh, throughout modern day Europe uh, to this day, and he was evangelizing the world, and uh, and his speeches lived on, uh, and and they in our scriptures, and right now we can reflect and see the genius and the intelligence of. Apostle Paul. And when we look at prophecy on the end days, the mixed multitude, that no man can number, we know that that came through Paul's message. 
because Christ gave uh, the Jews, the Israelites, our forefathers, a mission of their own. And that's to get back the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So you know, Israel that's scattered abroad, them coming into the Christ, pretty much they came back into the fold. It's going to be 144,000, 12,000 from each tribe. And yes, we're, we're, we're keeping the commandments, and we have Christ. All right? All right. So giving much respect to the spiritual Jews, and we also going to give respect to our brothers that's of the blood. The bloodline, all with Christ, y'all. Every one of them. Spiritual Jews don't have more Christ than the other one, and the other one don't have more Christ than the spiritual Jews. These brothers, they're, they're, they're teachers, uh, and they really want to follow Paul's footprint in evangelizing the world. So not only is they talking to Brother Micah, Israel, but they're speaking to Billy too. I myself am not directing my message to Billy. And I am waking up Israel. My message is what Christ said. Go out to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and tell them that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I, but I'm not a teacher, y'all. I'm just my walk and what I see. I'm, I'm not trying to walk Paul's footprints and evangelize the world on my show. Okay? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get Israel to wake up out of their sleep and come back home. Israel. <sighs> All right. I acknowledge our brothers and sisters around the world that believe in Christ. Um in Christ, like these brothers were saying, spiritually, we're all brothers and sisters, right? And they're welcome to come to my show and, and ask questions and talk about, read scriptures with us. My, my show is not blocking them out of it. I want when they come to my show, I want them to know that this is an ongoing 2023. This mission is still ongoing. Israel is still asleep, y'all. And y'all want to be on board and waking us up? Come on along. But, but I, I would suggest if they're if they're go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. First of all, I want to say ahead, this: brother. I I almost compliment you on your behavior right now. We all are behaving good, bad, and different. We, that's just what we're doing. We're on the show, and all of us are. I appreciate you. Let me say it another way. I appreciate the passion, especially if you feel what you're saying is of the Most High Yah. I applaud you. I'm not just saying it. Do what you do. All I ask as a brother-to-brother, is be honest with yourself. You've seen a lot of scriptures saying we are not under the law. If you keep saying we're under the law, and the scriptures are saying we're not under the law, you're just going to have to throw away Paul. Quit playing with him. 
I mean, this we we all gone. Oh, man. And, and hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Please hear me out. I, just like you're passionate, this is what I feel. And I'm, I'm going to say it even lower and softer, and, and I'm putting love on it, and it's real love. To those of you listening, you see those scriptures we just shared, and you're still thinking we're under the law. That means Paul is preaching a wrong doctrine. I'm not playing with it. I'm very, 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 very serious. Paul could be teaching error because he is clearly, clearly saying we're not under the law. Mm-hmm. Everybody. There is no, I hear you saying, let me just say this real quick. I hear you saying, you say it over and over and over and over. Just because, this is me saying this, just because Apostle Paul is talking to the Gentiles, you cannot say we're under the law and they're not under the law. Because if we are under the law, if Israel is under the law, then Israel is in their sin. There's not a problem with that. We just need Christ to come back and die for us. Since he don't want to die for the Gentiles, and they're now placed in Christ, and their sins is now blotted out, and they're one, they can come, so they're a body of Christ. They're all one. Now we got to become a body of Christ. So Christ got to come back down, die. Y'all got to put us in Christ this second time, and then we'll be another body of Christ. Christ got to come on back down because we under the law. We under sin. This is not confusing to me. I'm not saying I know it all. I'm not saying I know it all. Brother Ken would know all kinds of things I don't know. But this right here, I am not confused on. Pastor Paul, it's just like he said, he was the master teacher. And he's just making it clear. When Peter and them come along and they talk about sin, they're talking about sin with the body. We cannot be the body of Christ. We cannot be Christ and still be sin. Christ was a lamb. He died. He offered it. it, it the Bible says, Behold the Lamb of God, John the Baptist, who's not Peter, who, I'm, excuse me, who's not Paul, and I'm finishing up here. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. And Christ came and did just that. What sins is taken away? And how can sins be taken away if we're still under the law? Where there is law, there is sin. The law is the introduction of sin. It's not like we're under the law and we need Christ too. There's two different two different covenants. You can't mix those covenants. So I say to Israel, I hear you when you say I'm called to Israel. And you say we're called to everybody. Well, you're kind of right. Five smooth stones... I am speaking the gospel because, Brother brother Michael, with Israel, it will call to win all the nations. Now, you can say, I'm just focused on Israel. I understand. Maybe the Father gave you that mandate. I can't touch that. I can't touch that. That's not my business. But Israel was called to reach all nations. And what gospel are they going to take to them? We preach them Christ. Be ye born again. Born again means let's put you in the spirit of Christ like we are. 
according to the flesh, we Israel, yes. There's a covenant upon us, an uh, everlasting covenant, that Christ will come and, and our seed will be as the stars. So become a part of those stars. we all one now in Christ, except this Christ. This message to the Gentiles, I know there's maybe some things, but we got to quit thinking because it's addressed to Gentiles. None of it relates to us. No. We're in Christ. Commandments. Whatever he tell us, though, all of it's equal. When Christ, last thing I'm going to say. Last thing. Last thing. Last thing. Great show. Last thing I'm going to say. They was asking Christ, when I read that verse a minute ago, which one of the laws is the most, the greatest? Now, this is time for Christ to really spell it out, the laws. This man, incarnate Christ, this Messiah says, on these two commandments, hang all the law. I'm not going to play with that. If they hang on it, all the law yeah, but and the prophets, then they hang all on the laws hang on there. All the laws hang on it. You're gonna do <laughs> all the laws hang on that, brother. I think you're understanding that he's just saying that there's only two commandments or something. All the I laws hang around those thing. two. Real quick, that in less than ten seconds. Oh. In ten seconds, one literally. Brother, what I'm saying is, if you do those two things and don't play around and really do those two things, you will not offend in any area of the law. Yes, I believe what it says. All the commandments hang on it. Absolutely. In other words, they're covered. In other words, everything is covered. What's somebody going to do if they love their neighbor as themselves? What are they going to do to their neighbor if they love their neighbor as themselves? And if they love the Most High with all their heart, soul, and mind, which that's very few people, tell me what they're going to do that's going to break the law. That's what I want to know. No, right. uh, what was the question again, man? What was the question? I was looking up scriptures. What was the What's the question? You're breaking up, brother. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. You're breaking up bad, bad. You're choppy. Hold on. I You're choppy. Hold on. Okay. Let's slow it down. If a person right. loves the Lord thy God mm-hmm. with all their heart, soul, and mind, Mm-hmm. And love their neighbor as though it's themselves. Mm-hmm. What commandment right. are they going to break? What commandment? The most. There are the most important commandments of them all. That's our moral law. That ain't what I ask you. That ain't what I ask you. That's not what I ask you. Tell me. What, what commandment? What, what commandment can break? they? If they loving their brother, so I don't. I don't what I know. Breaking I, if they loving their brother, I don't understand. I, the reason why you're struggling with that brother, Micah, is because I'm they not. won't I just, break 
I, I'm looking at the scripture differently than you. Hear me out. It's not. You keep acting like there's a big difference. I think there's some rebellion here, to be honest. You just maybe not want to see it. Now, hear me out. I'm very serious. You can, no. I'm just being honest. We we boys. We boys. And I, and I, I hear Sister Thel in my mind saying, y'all talking to everybody, brothers and sisters, I, I'm so thankful to Brother Michael for this show tonight. All I'm asking is we be honest with ourselves. We're not that different. Yeah. Are you hearing? We're not that different. Let me finish. Less than 20 seconds. And this is the last thing I'm saying for tonight. Because there's nothing else to say for me. Oh, man. No, no, I'm not upset or nothing. I'm just saying I really have enough to say. I can say the same thing. We've both been saying the same thing. Hold on, 20 seconds. 20 seconds, I'm done. I'm done. I'm really, really done. Not with an attitude, but I really don't have enough to say. I don't see the big difference that you keep saying. I just think you don't, it's like you don't want it to be. We've gave you every scripture brother, showing I think the same you're way. not under. Tw- hold on, brother, brother, brother Michael. Just 20 seconds. I'm done. I'm done. After this, you okay, can talk okay, 20 minutes, okay. and I'm not going to say nothing else. Because it's your show. I'm going to let you have the last go one. Ahead, I'm ahead. not saying anything else. I believe in my heart. We're not different at all. We've answered the question, whether or not we're under the law. What, could, what We can't be under the same covenant. We've answered it. I just believe, just like right then, I asked you that question. If you love the Most High with all your heart, soul, and mind, really, really love the Most High, and then you love your neighbors as if they, your very self, what law would you break? You couldn't answer that because the answer is none of the law. So it's true, just like verse 40 says, on these two commandments hang all the law. In other words, if you do this, you will complete all the law. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's what I kept trying to tell us, brother, is that we're looking at this scripture way different. He's looking at there's only two laws now we got to keep. I guess that's what he is. It, is it just me that interprets that way, y'all? Is there anybody out there in the radio world that oh, you're chopping up, brother? Self. But uh, I'm I'm talking right now anyway, though. That he said this. He's asked me what laws they breaking. <laughs> it, it is, I'm asking you. A I mean, you know what I'm saying? No, he said. No, he oh, said oh no! What oh no! I'm. Would they break? Hold on, hold on, hold on. He gave me the floor. He asked the question that if two uh, neighbors, well, you love each other like they love each other, you know, like they're supposed to, and God uh, God put it out right there. He asked me, what law is they breaking? I didn't ask that. I mean, there's none. Hold on, for the record, for the record, help me, if you don't help me. Seth, you're breaking up bad. You're breaking up bad. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, man. You're going to quote me. Yeah. I said I'm not saying anything else, but don't misquote me. I asked you a question, and we're all waiting for you to answer. If you love the Lord or the heart, soul, and mind, and you love your neighbor just as though it's yourself, what law would you break? If if you don't think all of them hang on the commandments, I got you. So what law would they break if you did those two things? Please answer that. 
if you did just those two things, but you ate pork? Is that what you're saying? I but just you said. you love your neighbor, but you ate if pork? If you love I know, I mean, the Lord thy God I know. with so all your about, heart. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me respond. Let me respond. If you love God with all your heart, right, and you love your neighbor like you love yourself, then is not your question is what law is they breaking? Is what that I'm what you're I think what that's I'm what you were saying. Last time. And I hope you get it because if you don't get it. I'm wait, 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 wait. Hold on, Seth. Really Hold, really Hold on, Seth. Hold on, Seth. Based on the scripture, the scripture says these, basically, the scripture essentially says these are the most important commandments on every other every other commandment law moral idea hangs right here on these on these two right here in other words it's saying if you can adhere to these two right here then everything else Will be uh, covered. Everything else is is settled in heaven. What is the passion? Everything else is settled. If I can nail these two down right here, everything else is settled in heaven. Period. So he's saying, if I nail these two down like the scripture says, then what law? Would I be breaking? That's that's what he's saying. I think that's where I think that's where the confusion is coming in. You're not seeing that the scripture says uh all the laws and prophets hang on this right here. In other words, all this these two right here, man, if I get these two right here. I don't need nothing else. Just like the songwriter said, if oh, I, if as long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. That's what this scripture is saying, and that's what that's the way you're not understanding that scripture. But that's exactly what that scripture is saying. That scripture is saying, if I can nail down these two right here, then everything else is covered. Church that's, is out, you, preacher gone home. I can lock it down. Isaiah 66, yo, verse 15. For behold, the Lord will come with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind, to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire and by sword, Will the Lord plead with all flesh, and the slain of the Lord shall be many. They that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in a garden behind one tree in the midst, eating twine's flesh, and the abomination and the mouth shall be consumed together, saith the Lord. Can y'all tell me what this is saying? First of all, you're under the old covenant. That's number one. Yep. Yep. Now, that don't, mean, that. that don't mean 
It's no good or nothing like that. I'm not out of that camp. I don't believe that. Christ has come. You cannot, you cannot discount Christ, humanity being put in Christ. We're being, you keep mentioning scriptures in the Old Testament, God is wanting to kill us. I keep talking about how we're in Christ and that he's given us righteousnesses. Now, that is two different messages. You're right if Christ hadn't come. He's angry, want to kill us. He already did. Put us in slave ships, hold down yard. My point is this, brother. Brother Michael, I've poured out everything I have. I don't think I can do no more on this topic. We're in Christ. Our sins have been taken away. John the Baptist didn't lie. Behold the Lamb of God. So he ain't trying to kill us. I'm not preaching that. He ain't mad at us. Israel. Now, it's the whole world. Now, you got the whole world. Now, there is a little difference with Israel. This is where you and I kind of see a little bit. Now, the, the certain things what happened to the nation of Israel. I believe we've served in 400 years. And I believe even in our captivity, all of Israel ain't going to be going through no curses if they accept Christ and believe and have faith in his righteousness and not their own. They'll be blessed, even though the nation of Israel has to fulfill those prophecies. So all I'm saying is this, man. I thank the Father. I'm, I'm going to wrap this up, my portion, by saying I thank the Father. I love him, and I thank him for grace and placing us in Christ. Our flesh is not where it's at. The law introduced sin, and it, and it tried. It tried to give us righteousness, but Christ had to run that last leg, and I'm so thankful righteousness has been given. It has been given and has been given. The Arabic, I never read this translation before in my entire life. I just saw it. Arabic, Bible, and plain English on these two commands depend all the law all the written law and prophets one more time their arabic bible says on these two commands depend all the written law and the prophets they're not the law like you said you're right they're not talking about port and not talking about all this other stuff you're right but those two all of them depend on those two I'm out. Well, uh, you heard it there, folks. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of those topics, man. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of like them, man. I've been saying the same thing. They've been trying to tell me all. I mean, I I understand where they're coming from, but I, I think they're lacking where I'm coming from. I totally understand where they're coming from. They're talking about this worldwide gospel, y'all. Um, but I don't think that worldwide gospel is over Israel's gospel. I don't. Um, I think they both can go hand in hand. Uh, there's a lot of things us Israel can get out of uh, um, knowing more about the spiritual, about the spiritual fight, how much we need Christ. We can't get enough of hearing more about Christ and what he did for us. All right. Uh, today, I wanted to kind of get into someone outside of Paul's epistle. And going and how they teach down there, you know, 
see the see the similarities. See what's a little bit of difference. See the wording that's being used. Because after all, these are all the ones on that mission going doing what Christ said, going to get the lost sheep of the house of Israel. See the wording that they use to evangelize the Jews. Because I guarantee you, Paul was not in Jerusalem evangelizing the Jews. Not with those wording, y'all. He was not. He, he, he was not. All right. Um, there's a difference there, and uh, I can't say it enough, but I understand their point of view. I I think they kind of hear mine, but I think they're saying this is the Bible, what they're saying their point of view. I don't think they're quite looking at it my way. They're saying it is circumcision or uncircumcision. They're together. This is the body of Christ. Like it or not, we're here in this body with you. Okay? We are Israel here, and it is with you. You spiritual and all that. That's cool. Well, we we over here with ours over here. Okay? Uh, that's the body of Christ. Our, and that scripture I just read is when the day when Christ returns. He just killed a man. Killed a man and his name's what the food he was eating. Isn't that not scary? If you if you subscribe, that it's okay. Isn't that scary to you? I, I, my, my show's waking up Israel. I'm talking to Israelites. Isn't that scary? Anyway, um, yeah, so... Uh, Paul is a is an apostle and a great apostle, like he said. Uh, I, I really tuning into the Five Cent Stone Network. Uh, the show is going to end here shortly, but King has forgot the track of time. So I want to thank you for tuning in. I didn't want it to hang up without me saying goodbye to everybody. Uh, hopefully, I was blessed by what you've heard. Okay. Um, again, thank you. Uh, we'll see you on Tuesday night. God bless.
here trying to make it, they only push you aside. They really don't have nowhere to go. Ask them where they're going.
No stopping, no stopping, there'll be no 